Welcome to Confession Radio. My name is David Allen. Thank you so much for joining me here. I wanted to come back and say thank you for the response that I got from the last episode I posted. We have lost our way as leaders in the workplace. What an impactful show that was. And and the person who submitted that conversation between a leader and a subordinate, thank you so much for that. I truly do appreciate it. It's gotten a lot of attention from very national, national areas like NPR, CNN, and other amazing outlets. And also the comments through social media and email and the great discussions that has happened around that episode. I want to thank you all. As we know, this is it's just it's just not getting better. We're entering a new post-pandemic paragon. The old school management style of dictating terms to workers is, is just simply ending. An ongoing war for talent pushed businesses such as Target, Walmart, and others to offer free tuition for their workers. Many companies are providing sizable sign-on bonuses and higher wages to attract and retain people. The Great Resignation is sort of a workers' revolution and uprising against bad bosses and tone-deaf companies that absolutely refuse to pay well and take advantage of their staff. Listen, millions of workers voted with their feet and walked out of their jobs. Many without having another position already lined up. They no longer want to feel like victims. And honestly, the the quitters, they're making a powerful, positive, and self-affirming statement saying that they don't want to take the abusive behavior any longer. I talked to my friend Johnny Taylor about this, and, and this is what he had to say. So there's this vicious cycle. Employees leave, which means all of their work has to be done by the, remain, the employees who remain. And the employees who remain now say, I'm working too hard. I don't have balance in my life, et cetera. And so then they want to leave. And thus, a vicious cycle continues. There's this major, major disconnect, which is resulting in us losing employees that we didn't expect we'd lose because we think we're solving for one issue and they're saying it's actually something else. Also speaking with Dr. Laura Hamill, Chief Science Advisor at LimeAid, an immersive employee well-being company with the mission to create healthy employee experiences, said this about the trend. The mass exodus workplaces have experienced over the past several months is unprecedented. Burnout levels reached an all-time high, and there is a societal breakdown when it came to an ecosystem of work, home, and well-being. People reached their limits. They know they must make changes. They do. Companies know they, they must make changes or their best and brightest will leave to a competitor. Whether or not they truly believe it, leadership is now intently focused on expressing empathy to ensure that their staff are not leading to burnout or suffering from mental issues. Here are the top five main reasons why employees quit. Number one is burnout. It's 40%. That's a big number. Number two, company going through organizational changes. That's 34%. Number three, lack of flexibility, instances of discrimination, contributions and ideas not being valued. Three-way tie, it's all 20% there. Number four, insufficient benefits. That's 19%. And number five, well-being not supported by the company. That's 16%. Now, to me, this paints a picture of where we're at these days. Pre-pandemic, we were okay making 725, flipping burgers, making fries, doing you know what we needed to do to survive. But I feel like the pandemic has really created that culture of like, I, I'm not doing this any longer. I need to be respected. I need to be paid for our time. And these companies, they're just going to have to shell out. 
Now, what the job searchers sought out in a new job, this is the top six things that they have sought out. Ability to work remotely according to personal preference was 40%. Number two was better compensation, 37%. Number three, better management, 31%. Number four, better company reputation, 29%. Number five, work-life balance, 26%. And number six, flexible work schedule, 24%. I will say this, that if these issues are left unresolved, they fester and may turn good employees into toxic liabilities. Dr. Laura Hamill contends that it's not necessarily the employee who is to blame. There will always be a bad apple in the bunch, for sure. Managers must share accountability. It's not a personal problem, it's an organizational problem. More importantly, workers simply want to be recognized. In fact, according to Bonusly.com, 63% of those in a recent survey who said they are regularly recognized also said that they are very unlikely to look for a new job. Workers want organizations that understand that hybrid work requires management to communicate more, not less. They want their boards and HR departments to finally awaken to the fact that narcissism is a malignancy and that bullies have no business managing other human beings. That is a very powerful statement. I will say it again. They want their boards and HR departments to finally awaken to that narcissism is a malignancy and that bullies have no business managing other human beings. They just want to work for companies that they can be proud of, that are involved in their communities, that can take a stand for things that they believe that matter. They want to work for companies that believe the best time to invest in training and education is when businesses slow down. And they want a say in decision making and their own scheduling. But don't simply take my word for it. Just ask these people. The smartest business leaders today are taking the time to ask their associates regularly and formally what is and is not going well as they navigate this strange new world. Best-in-class leaders are not just asking for, but are taking action on associate feedback. These employers are finding pain points for associates and getting them out of their way. Most associates are reasonable. Few expected that their leaders would have all the answers as this pandemic stuck and dragged on. What they simply want, at minimum though, is that their leaders to take the time to honestly communicate about what is happening and ask them for their input. Companies that take these as simple steps stand for a greater chance of keeping valued associates as the great resignation drags on. And that's not the only silver lining. As much as the great resignation has significantly created disruption for many organizations, smart businesses should alternatively view it as a tremendous opportunity. The market is being flooded right now with people looking for something better. People who have had enough of organizations that do not take care of them. For smaller enterprises that take the time and energy to not only talk about being better, but to actually prove that they are a better, more caring place to work. There is a great pool of talent waiting to beat down the path to their door. It's simply all about caring. It's a simple choice, one that 11.5 million people and counting are begging for more companies to make. So to me, the choice is, is clear. It's time to make change.